You're listening to On The Line, the interview podcast from entertainment.ie. Hi guys, Dima Lumby here, staff writer at entertainment.ie. You're about to listen to my interview with Drew Pierce, who is the writer and director of Hotel Artemis. It is this really, really cool action thriller um, that's just come out in cinemas. It stars Jodie Foster and Dave Bautista and is set in 2028 Los Angeles. Um, You'll hear us talking about the inspiration from the script, how he managed to get Jodie Foster on board and whether there could be future installments after this. So enjoy. Hi, Drew. Congratulations, firstly, on Hotel Artemis. I thought it was a very slick, cool and entertaining movie. Oh, brilliant. I really appreciate that. Thank you. So you both wrote and directed Hotel Artemis. Could you tell us a bit about where the inspiration for the story came from? It came from a few different places, really. Um, I... I always love movies that are about the bad guys. Um, actors always say, you know, I, I prefer playing villains to heroes because they're more interesting. And I think there's, there's something really fun about a movie that was just bad guys. Um, and also, you know, my favorite movie of all time is Casablanca, which is about a bunch of, you know, people hiding from, from the world with their own different agendas and in, in a funny way. Hotel Artemis is is me kind of paying tribute to that. You mentioned some movies already there like Casablanca and I was wondering what were some of the other movies you drew from for the tone and style of the movie? Because for me, I was thinking about The Shining and the way the colour red is used and in the decor. Yeah, I mean, kind of from all over. Um, uh, The feeling I was going for with the movie was uh, the kind of movies that I used to love when I was a teenager. Um, you know, in those days, I feel like there wasn't the kind of separation in the video store between a studio movie and an indie movie or an art house movie. You know, they were just all films. And um, and the movies I loved, whether they were Robocop or Repo Man or Diva, or they all just had, um, they were all like a little story that hinted at a giant universe. So those films were a big influence and the work of John Carpenter and Walter Hill, um, you know, John Carpenter is like the king of the lock-in movie. And this is a little bubble movie that's about, you know, a group of people in a, in a boiling pot of, uh, of trouble. Um, and Walter Hill is just fantastic at creating worlds and, and their movies that all stuck with me. But, um, you know, stylistically actually, I think my biggest influence was, was actually kind of Korean and Asian cinema from, from the last 10 years. I think there's something about Korean movie making that means they're not afraid of boldness and color and, um, and their storytelling is a bit like that as well. You know, they're not afraid to um, go with high drama at one moment and then broad comedy and then you know, some violence or action and then a moment of um, really sincere intimacy. And and that was something I think that also inspired uh, this movie. Another film Hotel Artemis has been compared to since the trailer came out is John Wick. How do you feel about the comparison and are you happy with it? Yeah, well, I mean, like any right-minded person, I love John Wick and... um, and I know the I know the guys that directed it. Um, uh, I actually 
uh, Sophia trained for the stunt sequence in Hotel Artemis um, with a bunch of their stunt guys. Um, I, you know, our, our movie is is pretty different to John Wick, but frankly, um, if we're going to be compared to anything and be compared favorably, I'm, I'd be very happy for it to Wick be uh, to be Wick. So. Um, as long as John Wick fans come to the cinema, um, I'll be uh, I'm I'm over the moon to be compared to that film. Brilliant, because me and my colleagues are big fans, so we love the comparison. Yeah, me too. I mean, uh, you know, I think uh, when you know the only thing I worry about is that you know that an action movie fan comes to the movie, uh, comes to Hotel Artemis, and feels like there isn't quite as much action as maybe that first trailer promised. Um, but hopefully in its place, there's some humor and some heart. And, and when the action does come, hopefully it's really satisfying. When you were writing this story and these characters, did you have particular actors in mind for particular roles? I was thinking especially of Jodie Foster because that character of the nurse seems to be made for her. Well, I mean, the, it's, it's very, I know from my you know, day job of just being a screenwriter, that it's very dangerous to write a role with an actor in mind because it's a bit like it's a bit like goading the universe into them not doing the film, um, uh, and that's what you're always told. But that said, there are a couple of roles in the movie that I absolutely wrote with people in mind, and and when it came to the nurse and Jodie, um, I mean the the character is ten years older than Jodie is in in real life, and. Jody hasn't, you know, by her own admission, she was semi-retired as an actor. She she'd done one movie as an actor in in nine ten years, and um, and the, you know, I I didn't even know we'd have access to her, and we were very fortunate because bef- just before we sent the script out to people, um, somehow Jody got her hands on it. She she won't tell me how. And um, and called us and said, "Would you take a meeting about it?" And um, uh, obviously, I said yes. <laughs> um, and you know, after a few hours, uh, yeah, um, after a few hours, she was very gracious and she said, "Look, I know you haven't sent it. I know no one else has seen it. Um, go talk to other people, but please know I'm here if you want me." And I left the. Uh, the meeting and hopped in my car and maybe gave it 30 seconds before I called my producer and said, we have to ask Jodie Foster to do the film. So, um, no. So, I mean, I got very lucky um, to have Jodie on board. And I think that then worked as a kind of stamp of approval um, to other actors in the film. You know, I'm a first time uh, feature director and, and, and sometimes it's tough to, to convince them, an actor to take the risk on being in your movie. Um, and I think Jodie's presence uh, definitely probably persuaded some people that, well, if, if, if Jodie Foster's going to trust him and she's been acting for 52 years, then um, maybe I'm going to be safe as well. I also think that the relationship between her character and assistant Everest, played by the tank that is Dave Bautista, is so no perfect and beautiful and touching. Yeah, it's, and I think, you know, I, obviously I would say that I think Dave probably did the movie because he doesn't often get the call to play in what's essentially a double act with Jodie Foster. 
But I think what's utterly incredible about Dave in the film, and, and actually Jody feels this way as well, is that he he holds his own next to next to Jody. And I think actually Dave shows incredible range in the film. You know, he starts uh, by being very funny. He's obviously very good at uh, the physical action side of things. But I think, you know, some of the moments between him and Jody towards the end of the film are, are some of the kind of most moving uh, little pieces in the, in the whole of the, of the film. In the finale, you almost kind of set it up um, so that there could be future sequels to Hotel Artemis. Was that your intention, maybe exploring that world, those characters more? I mean, I would be lying if I said that I wouldn't love there to be other movies about other dark rooms around the world. And, uh, and also that, you know, when you make a movie with nine characters in it, um, inevitably, if you're doing your job right, then you don't get to spend as much time with them as you would actually like to, and you hope to spend time with them again. Um, but, you know, the movie's not out yet, and we're only a small film coming out, you know, in the in the terrifying wilds of blockbuster season. So, um, and we were, you know, we we're, were a little movie. We were made as an indie, and, you know, um, and who knows how we'll fare. But all I know is that I love what we ended up with as the film, and I would love to get back into that world uh, at some point in the future. So Hotel Artemis marks your feature debut, but you've worked as a writer on some big blockbusters in the past, like Iron Man 3 and Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. What was it like making that transition to directing? And does directing your own script make it any easier? Yeah, I mean, I've always done pieces of directing, like shorts and and music videos, but it's definitely a giant challenge and a big step up to to try and do your own movie. Um, And, you know, I think uh, I'm really lucky because I've worked on a whole bunch of films with some of the best directors in the world, and I've got to see how they do it. And I've, you know, stayed friends with some of them and hence was able to go to them for advice not really on like, you know, what shot to pick, but more some of the big picture stuff about how to navigate um, pre-production or, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, Or navigate like balancing family life with shooting a film, you know, like some really practical stuff. Um, But, and you know, I think it definitely helps to be a, uh, a writer director. There's a thing that Tarantino said um, when he was making Reservoir Dogs. Um, I think he he maybe never been on a movie set before. He definitely was, you know, completely inexperienced compared with not just the cast, but, you know, the members of the crew as well. Um, but he said the thing that that made him, that kept him on an even keel was the fact that because he wrote the film, nobody knew his story like he knew the story. And I tried to keep that in mind. You know, one of the, the great things is there's nothing in the film that hadn't been thought through by me. And so I, as long as I kind of kept my head and kept my cool, um, I always had an answer for, you know, for anything that came up. And I, I, you just have to have a strong sense of what it is you want going in um, and try and hold true to that magnetic north. So, Drew, what is next in the pipeline for you? Would you like to continue directing or go back to writing? 
Well, it, my my hope is that um, that people like this movie enough that I can keep um, directing my own scripts because I love um, I love being able to kind of control my own my own little world and build my own little world um, and um, and I like the slightly kind of handmade quality of making smaller films I, you know and the fact that you can make them a bit more idiosyncratic and put a bit more personality into them maybe but then I also love working on the big train sets that are blockbusters with all the the access to toys and, and fantastically talented people um, that they bring. So, you know, I'm really hoping that I can continue to do both sides of it. And maybe at some point they cross over, but maybe, you know, I plow two different furrows and, and you know, they sometimes the two things are really helpful. You know, nothing will make you want to go and just write a giant movie than um having spent a year and a half directing a little indie <laughs> so and vice versa so so hopefully the, the two things can can live harmoniously next to each other that's perfect we'll leave it there drew thank you so much for taking the time and congratulations again on the movie <laughs> well thank you so much um well look i'm i'm so sorry that i have to hop off i've got to go to a big meeting about the film so um uh, thank you again for uh, for your time. I really appreciate it. And for watching the film. Please tell all your friends and obviously your readers.